Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donsko. I'm Henry Larson. I'm Peter Turetko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Stolove, I'm here in Bulgaria. Bringing you the Game to Love podcast. So, Mate, on a surprise. What does that mean? Hello, I'm assuming. Yes, it does. Yeah. So, or Dobavece, which is good evening in Bulgarian. So, we're here. Uh, we're doing this impromptu podcast from from a holiday, uh, just because there's so many ATP matches going on at the moment, and couldn't leave you in the lurch, could I, JG? You're over there hey, in the be cold. Honest, you're missing it. You're missing the tennis already. You've gone straight <laughs> from, obviously, Cincinnati to the US Open, to French Open, to Bulgaria on holiday, and uh, you're not sure how to relax. I don't know. Yeah, I literally all I know is tennis. So, yeah, it's just a bit of a crazy crazy life we lead at the moment and uh because of that dodgy french open which they slammed in the middle of everything else now uh yeah we haven't had a break for, from anything so yeah but can we complain tennis 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 eat sleep tennis repeat uh, it seems Mate, like that's months ago yeah when we was clutching at straws just hoping for a bit of tennis we was watching all the exhibition matches and we was trying to get as pumped for it as possible but yeah. it, just it just wasn't right. It just wasn't the same, was it? And um, finally, we got tennis back. So I'm loving it. It's brilliant so far. We uh, have how have you been anyway, mate? Have you been okay? I've not really heard much from you. Yeah, I mean, it's been uh, it's been nice, but I've still been keeping my eye on the tennis. I've just been, uh, yeah, a bit of a weird uh, trying to fly in these sort of conditions, keeping a mask on throughout uh, for God knows how many hours through flying and stuff like that. But... Yeah, made it here safe and sound. And uh, yeah, have you had to take any tests or not? No, I've not had to take any tests. I mean, it's not particularly rife over here in Bulgaria. Do they but, do your temperature uh, at the airport or not? Is yeah, it not like that? There wasn't any tests or anything like that. They didn't make you sign like a declaration or something saying if anything goes wrong, then it's on you pretty much. But that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm here. Been uh, keeping my eye on the tennis. And, well, where should we start other than uh, the biggest news of the day? I mean, we were sort of speaking earlier today and saying, what's the title for the video going to be? And then suddenly it presented itself because Daniel Medvedev continues his abysmal run. And he goes out, uh, well, he's defending champion in uh, St. Petersburg. Obviously, in the number oh, one seed, I was going to. was very tempted to pick him, but you didn't pick him, did you? Because of his current form, and look what happens: you come up against Riley Opelka, and you know what can happen if you play Riley Opelka. 
you don't play well in your service game on one game, that's it. See you later. And yeah, he went out in three sets. And to be fair to Opelka, yeah, he deserved it. Medvedev's not at the races yet. I don't know what's happened to him at the moment. Uh, is he going to like rediscover that form of last year? Just don't doesn't look like it at the moment. I think it's harsh, man. Like we have seen glimpses of him this year, and he's been like really impressive. Look at the match in the US Open against Rublev. Like he was mm. really, really good that day. Um, then you look at other times, like obviously before the coronavirus, he started 2020 in terrible form. I think he got, I think he lo- he got bageled by Jill Simon, and then I think the le- second set he lost six one or something. He got he's not been playing very well tennis, a very good tennis at all. And no. um, it's just glimpses. Like, it was so glimpses of brilliance. Even the one against uh, Gasquet in the first round. I don't know if you saw any of that. Yeah, that yeah. was a really good match. And Still um, lost the first set, though, didn't they? So... Yeah, he lost the first set. But then when he come back in the third set, he was playing in beast mode, mate. Like, yeah. Gasquet was pulling off them uh, backhands down the line. But Medvedev was there every time. and was just going with raw power. And yeah. uh, he looked really good. Like, after watching him then, I thought, well, maybe I reckon he will go on and potentially win this tournament. Um, but then, like you say, he come in form, come uh, against an informed Riley Apelka, and we know what he can do, mate. He is dangerous as hell. Yeah. And um, one of the shots I saw, what really blew me away, was the one of the net. I'm not sure if you've seen it. It's like all over Twitter and stuff. Um, yeah. It was just one of the best volleys I've seen. It was really, really good. Well. We know uh, oh, it's just one of these things, isn't it? It's just it, it's a fa- not not a favourable draw, is it? That when you've come into a a tournament that you're trying to defend, and then you get Gasquet first round, and then you get Opelka second round, then they're, they're two real tricky customers for anybody. In my eyes, yeah, but you can't I make think. excuses for him. Like I understand, no, yeah, you're always going to pay. You're always going to play trickier people. It's an ATP five hundred. In uh, what's it, Zenit, St. Petersburg? Yep. And um, it's gonna, it's a big tournament. It's his hometown as well. He's got that added pressure. Um, but he, if he is the player, what everyone expects him to be, obviously recently reaching a, a slam final against Nadal. This yeah. guy, you've seen what team's done recently. If he wants to follow in their footsteps, he needs to be beating these type of players. Because granted, Agasque is a good player, but he's not the next level. He's not an elite player. No, I mean obviously not. You can make you can make more of a case for a Pelco, the fact that oh, he's yeah, very young sure. and uh, he's got a lot more potential now. Um, but he, you'd still expect him to beat it. I think it's disappointing. Like he's been playing really, he's been playing well in spells. Like like I say, uh, some yeah. of them, some of that that final set against Gasquet was incredible. Yeah, and then yeah, he just couldn't, sure. he couldn't, he couldn't maintain it. Couldn't keep the ball rolling, and it's a bit disappointing for him. Really, he needs to up his game. And a few people are saying the same in the comments. We've got some of our usuals here. There you go. Live, good to see you, mate. Vance, Vance saying Medvedev is a six foot six player trying to play like Rafa, but even more one dimensional. Bad combination. <laughs> well, I sort of agree. Uh, you don't. Do you think he's really, a bit one dimensional? I do. I do feel at the moment. I don't think that he his best game is one dimensional. But I think at the moment he looks very one dimensional and maybe a little bit predictable. Uh, I just think it's. He needs to change something in his game, and I'm not quite sure what it is. He used to have the air of unpredictability with all that he was doing on court, and that's what you saw him get to the final of the US Open using that unpredictability. But now he doesn't have that, and people are sort of second-guessing what he's doing, and you're seeing these type of results. You saw he obviously went out straight away in Roland Garros, and yeah, Roland Garros is different though, mate. It's like one way yeah. you kind of more expect. He's not really produced any form on clay for no, like, never, as long as I remember. I don't think I've, he's never won a Roland Garros match before. Exactly, Garros. but it's still so you'd that's the part of his game he has to improve, doesn't he? Massively. You'd still, yeah, for sure. But you'd still like thinking someone of this level, they just can't be going out so early in these competitions. He played well in the US Open. But uh, still got absolutely tonked by Dominic Team, didn't he? When yeah. he came up against somebody who did it have was, more variety. It was close though that match. Like it was um, the scoreline it... looked like a bit of a battering. But from what I saw of it, like it, I don't know. I'm always sticking up for the guy. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm a bit like a uh, wild life here, saying uh, Medvedev is making me look like a fool for touting him last summer. Like it's been the same as me. Like from obviously there was the big talk before Team won the Australia. What's it? Uh, the US Open. Sorry was yep. um, who's going to be the next player to win a slam. And I've always said, I think Medvedev's going to be the next one. 
Uh, I just feel like he's got the overall game. I think he's a brilliant player, and it's yeah, the mental really exciting. side. He's got the yeah. mental side as well, a bit stronger there in that in that element. Uh, but yeah, he just keeps he's mugging me off, mate. To be honest, I keep putting him up there to expecting him to winning things and doing well, and he just keeps disappointing me so I, a little bit. Is that harsh? Yeah. I don't think it is at the moment because he's someone with so much potential and he showed how many games he can win in a row and how many finals with that amazing run he did last year. You just want to see him replicate that. You want to see him become one of those sort of top three uh, style players when they go on these like incredible runs of form. That's what we thought we were seeing, the next breed of tennis player coming through. And to see him have that usual January, February slump, as he always has, and then he's continued the slump, which mm. this is te- this is not what we want to see. We want to see him suddenly come out of it and start playing again. We haven't seen obviously it's extreme circumstances, and he did play well in some of the games in a uh, U.S. Open, but it's not not the same level, is it? It's not. He's not yeah. back to it yet. So, well, twelve travel twenty one says this is indoors, and Roland Garros was clay. Medvedev's best surface is outdoor hard. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. But he's but still the reigning champion. He's the reigning champion. He's the reigning champion. It's still obviously good on indoor hard. Yeah, but when you're at that level, like a top, I don't know, I don't want to say too high, like a top eight, so he's got to be a top eight player, would you say? There's not really many discussions. Med- Med- yeah, yeah. You'd put sure. him in the top eight. So based off that, it doesn't, I know you can be, you need to be better at a lot more surfaces than just outdoor hard. That's very specific, isn't it? <laughs> like, hard. Come on, like you're you're supposed to be that next level player. Outdoor you need hard to be when there's no wind. Yeah, just <laughs> when all the, all the crowd are cheering you as well and everything's going well. No, come on, exactly. it's just not good enough and he needs to improve for sure. Um, I think he can do it and I hope he can raise his level. And then, uh, okay, I'm going to share my screen now because I want to move away from Medvedev because. Yeah. Yeah, we can speak about him until the uh, the cows come home. Uh, I want to talk about my pick, which I just obviously it's just recently just finished this evening, and we've had the probably well, it was the tie which I was most looking forward to, which was with guy we've been speaking about a lot, Aslan Karatsev and Karen Hatchinov, and uh, what a tough match! I was watching this one earlier, um, and yeah, it was. Karatsev, such an amazing play. He transferred his form from the clay courts onto the hard courts. And he he looked the real deal there in that first set. He was like battering Hatchinov off the court. And I was a bit worried for Hatchinov and my selection there for the tournament. I thought, is he actually just going to push him up? And I think it was a bit lucky for Hatchinov. He managed to sort of get in his groove in the second set. And then... Karatsev actually had some calf problem. I think he might have been a bit cramping maybe in his calf. And that sort of helped uh, Hatchinov through the last final set. I think he just had that edge. So, yeah, he did well. But what a great match. And uh, it was thoroughly enjoyable to watch. And good to see Karatsev really pushing some of these top guys, top 20 players. So. Mate, I think you summed up well. Credit to Aslan Karatsev. He's been a player on the Challenger Tour, been around for a while, not really seen much of him, but recently he's been on this storming run, winning everything. A little bit disappointed he didn't qualify for the French Open, but it was just, I think it was yeah. the last qualifying round which um, Corder, he stumbled on against Sebastian Corder, who we know had a, actually a relatively good tournament as well. Very good. Um, so he's got to keep his head up with that regard. He's going to be back. And the way he's playing right now, mate, he is a real formidable player. And I, yeah. I like the look of him a lot. Um, like you say, at one point, I thought he was going to beat Hatchinoff, to be honest. I think Hatchinoff just showed a lot of grit and determination to get through that one. It wasn't just skill. No, it definitely wasn't just skill. It was something that he does show. I mean, I know that... Yeah. I, we can't really judge him again from his matches against Djokovic because Djokovic is just on the next level. Yeah. But in this tournament, that's why I sort of thought there's none of those top guns are in this tournament. And I think if he puts it all together on any given day, Hatchinov can beat some of the best players in the world. And I reckon now Medvedev's out. We've got Rublev obviously in there. He got taken to three by Umber, which is, I don't know, I was bit shocked. I thought Rublev might steamroll him in being in Russia, but this could be a good sign for Hatchinov as well because he Rublev can be looks beatable as well. Yeah, I, I don't know though. I want to add a point on this actually because Ryan's just said a good comment as well in the in the chat saying I'm becoming mm. a big fan of Ugo Hombert. 
And uh, I would have to agree wholeheartedly with that. The reason is, I think this player has, like, his level, yeah, has increased so much the last year. He's always yeah. been a player on the fringes of, like, maybe for me, like, 100, top 100 to 150. Uh, not quite really uh-huh. breaking. Yeah, but in terms of, like, the way he plays. I know his ranking sometimes is a bit higher than that, but yeah. uh, he's never really filled me with a lot of aspiration to be a top 100 player. However, recently, what I've seen of him, obviously, in Rome, I thought he was super impressive as well. Um he looks like a real serious player, and it's interesting to see what his ceiling actually is. Uh, yeah, well, I don't think, I think he's going to be elite, but we need to remember he's a young player as well. And the way he's going, it? yeah, mate, the way he's going, you cannot discount him for maybe a top twenty place or, or something like that in ten, men's tennis because well, he is. has all the he has all the attributes, and um, it's going to be exciting to see how he progresses. A lot of a lot of people love him as well. He's got a lot of fans. Yeah, for sure, and he should do. I mean. This is one player we don't really speak about enough. And, uh, yeah, he's beaten some great players. I remember watching him, remember when Andy Murray won in Antwerp. And then yeah, yeah. I, I flipped on and just watched that match between him and Humber. Yeah, I remember yeah. you saying that, actually, yeah. I was literally, the level of tennis in that match was so high. And I was shocked because Humber, I thought, could have probably won the tournament. If Murray, I didn't, I don't know how he got some of the shots back. Umber was battering the ball left and right and Murray somehow was just digging the ball back every time and staying in rallies and that retrieval like that Murray can get back was just there on that in that whole tournament he looked like he was back to his best well he ended up beating Stan Wrenker didn't he in the final exactly and it just shows that he what level he was playing at but Humbert for me I remember I remember watching that match as well I think you was watching it live I I saw the highlights and yeah he was incredible that match the way he was hitting And uh, Wild Live there saying he's only 22. Yeah, so we talk I about mean, a lot of young players. Is one we skim past a lot. I think it's because maybe, uh, well, not even that long ago, say when he was 21, watching him, he was always, meh, he was okay. Around a top 100 player, good player, solid. But they didn't really like excite me. Um, never beat any of the big players really. Uh, but now I'm seeing a different side to him. And I think uh, he's someone you should always look out for. And I think his ceiling for me is very high. And could do some really big things in the game for sure. Yeah, somebody well, and obviously Rublev's gone through there. Somebody else who <laughs> I was sort of thinking about picking, but I just thought, don't be boring, Ben. Don't pick the same guy every time. Is Denis Shapovalov? Yeah, and he's looking ridiculous in this tournament so far. He's mate. So is my pick though. Yeah, I know, know Melez. Melez in the comments before, he was like, um, he commented on the video and said he's not so sure about the pick. He thinks it's a bit of a bad one. He reckons he might, well, he, th- he thinks he'll do okay in the early stages, but you're not going to see Raonic to the end. But he's been impressive so far, mate. It's in the final of the uh, Cincinnati Masters, don't forget. So it doesn't get much tougher than that. And he took a set of Djokovic in the final, if you don't remember. So, yeah. But Shapovalov... Looking just as impressive. And, well, the uh, Canadians, mate. The Canadians look good. Yeah, definitely do. Uh, Shapovalov, yeah, he, it just looks easy. I mean, Vashka was playing some really great stuff in his past match. I saw the match before uh, when he was playing, who was it? Who was he playing? Manorino, that was it. Yeah, and he beat Manorino straight sets, which is impressive. Hey, and did you see what happened in that match? In which one? The, what, the, uh, the Vashka-Manorino the- one. Refresh my memory because I may. There was all the stuff with the toilet break and stuff, and he had to get. He got a game yes. penalty in the end because he come back yeah. late. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> what, which was the uh, the one? But there was somebody who had to take a toilet break mid mid game, wasn't there? Yeah, that was him. That, that was, was him. was that the one? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. I couldn't remember if that. was <laughs> And he was getting one. really angry, just shouting on court. Oh man! I'm not even going to say some of the things he said to the umpire. Oh but... god! Don't. There's somebody else I don't have to talk about, but I'll talk about. When we get to the tournament anyway. But yeah, we'll stick on this one for now. Yeah, Shapovalov looking really good. That back, I'm, I suppose you just play with just a backhand against the Vashka. Seems hey, like Shapo's a real player, man. It's going to be exciting to see uh, if he can go all the way. And I think we both was reluctant to pick him just because yeah. we picked him a lot of late. But that's the only exactly. reason because we think he certainly can go the distance. I know I people like- in the, in the mm. comments like him. Andy said, uh, Shapo's looking good. Ryan says... The first set was one of the best sets I've seen from Chapeau. It was ridiculous. I mean, it was 
like he just put that back end where he wanted it all the time. And Ibashka just was caught just staring at it a lot of the time because he didn't have any option. He just was stood there on the court and just watching Chapeau hit into this. It wasn't even that empty, the court, but it was just the, the sections of the court that were empty. He just picked the spot so like perfectly. Just love watching him play when he's flowing like that. So, yeah, well done to him. And uh, one that we will never really sing the praise of, Borna Chorik. <laughs> He's gone through there against the Fulham. Yeah, not a fan, mate. I don't really want to say too much about <laughs> him. Like, I don't want to be too negative. He's okay. He's okay. Just not much. Doesn't fill me with much excitement, I'll be honest. I know there's a lot of mega fans out there. They're probably going to be attacking me, but it doesn't do it for me. Mitrovic saying he's not a fan of tall guys. Oh, there you go. So, Apelka, you're not going to hope he wins this tournament then. Apelka's got a chance, even him. And I saw Andy asking there if we're going to be doing a... uh, live stream for the final but uh i think i'm probably still going to be over here to be honest and i don't know where i'm going to be when the final is being played at the moment so uh probably have to take a rain check on that but hopefully we'll be able to bring some lives to you next week with whatever tournaments are going on then well we've obviously got the masters in uh, paris i believe happening if that still goes ahead obviously cases in in europe right now are going up Mm. things aren't looking great all over europe i know italy england especially the uk is terrible right now um, yeah. So it depends what happens with that, obviously. But hopefully, if the Paris Masters goes ahead, that'll be brilliant. We'll be able to cover that. M- might even take some days off work, uh, so we can do some live watch-alongs because we really enjoyed them for Roland Garros. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we, a lot of people enjoy them as well. Uh, hopefully, now we can make them a lot more interactive and more fun as well. We're yeah, only going to get mean, better at what we do, I guess. Yeah, like you were saying with the whole COVID thing, though. I don't know if anybody's aware that there's people in the north of England that are being complete arses with uh, how they're acting. They're re- releasing new lockdown measures as of a Monday. And then so the weekend before, they held big, massive parties in the street in Liverpool the uh, two days before the lockdown restrictions come in. So it's just complete idiots out there. And whoever you are, just... Get in your houses, stay in your houses. Um, so it wasn't you out there partying then, mate? Ah, oh, don't it just winds me. I just want this over with. I just want to get back. I want to get some to, to some tournaments, mate. I'm just sick of all of this. So he's going to say you can't wait to get back to work. <laughs> yeah, and that. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, that's enough of that. Anyway, that's let's move on of... to the other tournament then, because we've spent a lot of time in uh, Russia right now. And we go over to, oh, sorry, I just had it on the next tab, mate. So that's why I was just uh, had oh, it ready, right. raring to go. And we had a bit of cologne, uh, a bit of slap, uh, and obviously the favourite of the tournament, who I was reluctant to pick as well because he's the favourite, is Alex Zverev. And uh, he sort of swept aside Andy Murray's conqueror, didn't he, there? Yeah. Fernando Vadasco. Well, Vanesco has not played much tennis. I thought it was really impressive the way he beat Murray, though, I must admit. But it's going to just keep bringing the questions about Andy Murray's career. Should he just stop playing? Yeah. I mean, I, it was a bit frustrating, to be honest. I I called it. I said that. It's I thought, harsh, isn't it? Because it's just so harsh. Like, who are we to pass judgment on someone who's been through so much? He's done. He's just tried to do everything he can to get back into the sport. He's shown so much character. But... I don't want to see him anymore in tournaments, getting these wild cards when there's loads of exciting young players. Exactly. Oh, I think, I don't know. I feel like they deserve the chance more. I don't know if that should mean it being harsh. No, Uh, I don't think it's harsh. I think if he wants to get back in there, he should just do like TFO does. He's dropped down. He won won a challenger last week because he can't do well in the ATP events. So TFO's doing it. So, and he's youngster. So Murray, you're going to have to, it doesn't matter if you've got three grand slams. You've just got to get your like match fitness back and you've got to really grind to get back to the ATP level again in these 500s yeah, or It's not even just that. It's just a case of I'm not sure if he can. Like, his body doesn't yeah. really allow him. It's not a technique thing, is it? We know the guy is one of the best tennis players in the world. And we know uh, the level of the challengers. And if he can't win the challengers, then don't just maybe just retire. That's what I think. That's yep. my personal opinion. I just think, no, it's harsh, but if you can't win the challenges, they're tough, the challenges. You've seen 
who you've got in the challenge now. If he can beat an Alcaraz Garcia now, or he can beat a TFO in the challenge, or he can beat a Massetti, fair enough. These are the young up-and-coming players playing in these challenges who are really, really good. And if you can still beat them, fair enough. You can probably mix it back in the ATP, prove it first. Or even like a Hampfman or someone who plays a lot of tennis, yeah. yeah. He's another player who's sort of been doing quite well on ATP as well. Like, but uh, yeah, he's dropped back to the challenges and had a vet. Well, we'll get on to that result. He uh, played today as well. Yeah. But yeah, the big, big win of the day in uh, Cologne. Davidovich Fakina. What a great result that is against Maran Cilic. And Fakina keeps on uh, proving people wrong. I thought in this one, Cilic would have it wrapped up. and uh, But he's getting a bit... I keep on moaning about the age of Cilic, but he keeps pulling out results. But, yeah, this mate, time maybe... is one of my boys, mate. I love Fakina. Yeah, I've been mate. singing his praises for years. I love him. I think he's an incredible talent. And uh, just showed how hard he fought in this match, being obviously lost the first set, 6-3. And then he was two love down in the second set as well. Um, had to come back from that, winning a tie break, and then just really dominant after that and just sort of expressed himself on the court a lot more. Yeah, And um, yeah, really exciting play. He can do it on all surfaces. Um, good clay court player as well. People don't always Amazing. know him for his clay court, but he's just good at everything, I think. He's just a really good all-round player. I think he predominantly started on the clay courts, um, but recently he's played more tournaments on hard courts and been dominating it, to be fair. Uh, but now he's on a higher level. He's playing against some big players now. That's what happens. When you keep winning on the lower levels in the Challenger Tour, you're just going to progress to the next level. And that's when uh, the real challenge begins, I believe. I totally agree. Sorry, I just noticed a comment that's come in from Tennis for Me saying, give Murray a break. He just beat TFO and Zverev at the Western Southern and Nishioka in the US Open. Yep. He did, but there's part of me that thinks... He beat. Do you reckon he beats Zverev now? I think Zverev will probably batter him now. To be honest, it wasn't that long ago. To be fair, yeah. man, like it can, no, I think it can yeah, happen. But, I think yeah, Murray I can produce the odd result. I just don't yeah, think I'm he's not, got the, the body for a tournament. I don't think that those players were fit enough coming back off the break. I think okay. Murray probably came back off the break and was could get back into the swing of hitting the ball and being better because he's ex world number one, three time Grand Slam champion. Of course, he's going to be more naturally back in the swing of things. Now I think everyone's back in the swing of it. I think Mauro's going to be behind everybody else. I think his fitness is going to be behind. He's going to start struggling more. You see how good Zverev is now. I don't think, I think Zverev would do him in two. Mm. That's what I think if they played now. I don't think there would be much competition. And I, that's my personal opinion. I'm not being harsh on Andy Murray. With me, think, he's, on the one-off matches, I think he can win. Like He's yeah. obviously got that ability, but it's his body, isn't it? If he's got a, a, a day's rest or not even a day's rest sometimes, play the next day in a tournament, I don't fancy his chances, to be honest. It doesn't matter who he's playing against. It's because it's not... It's a, he's, got a, he's got a metal hip, for God's sake. Like He's struggling, exactly. the man. And um, I agree with the fact that what Andy says, he has he's won multiple majors he has the right to decide when he wants to retire ultimately. oh for sure but does it sit right that he's taking wild cards to all these events no. which uh younger players i feel like could actually have a better stand a better chance of progressing deep into a tournament um well, i don't know I, I don't want to be too harsh on murray i think it's no. good to see him back on the court it's an amazing thing what he's done it just shows how much passion he has for the sport as well and well, not I the never... fact that he just plays for the money he just he loves tennis and you you know that for sure um, yeah, but it's just not nice seeing someone who's that great just sort of going through the motions, and that's what it seems right. like he's doing at the moment. And, and losing to people that you know he should be beating and he could beat, like, especially with Vadasco as well. Like, just know that the real Murray would have probably beaten Vadasco, but it wasn't really. It just seemed like he couldn't get it over the. Like, there just that wasn't that extra fight, wasn't he? Couldn't give all that he can give. His mind is stronger than what his body can do now. That's what I think. Yeah. So it's just that. So I just, I just makes me sad seeing somebody who I've been cheering on so much over the past years, just like ending up like one of these players that just falls off into obscurity and just ends up losing to people you would expect them to beat. And I don't know. Anyway, it's enough on Murray. But the last thing I do want to say on Murray is this is a good point what 12 Travel 21 says. I think he just wants the last Wimbledon, mate. That would be nice. That would be nice. I I would like to see Andy Murray go for another Wimbledon, 
see how it goes. If it doesn't really go to plan and it's a really quite a miserable uh, attempt, then I think he can just hang his uh, racket up there. Said he's had an amazing career. He's always going to be a role model. I'm yeah. sure, literally, he's, he's rev- revolutionised British tennis. He's no, We've not had someone like him. Um, yeah, I mean, it's incredible. So, yeah, it's a, it's a credit, mate. It's brilliant. Um, but uh, I think the time's up. Like, I want to see younger players coming through now and, and playing good tennis. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's always going to be an inspiration to so many people. And in his Grand Slams, they're his. He, they're not going anywhere. And he's going to be and, a legend. Not just that, he can be proud of his return, like Jordan says here. Yeah. Obviously, winning at Antwerp. He's come back with a metal hit, won Antwerp. I think that, 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 that can be like his sort of... Uh, sort of final send off for me. It'd be good to see him at a Wimbledon. Maybe if he can go deep into a tournament there, that'll be that'll be huge. But um, I think that'll be largely to do with the fact that the crowd is really playing as like the extra man. If there is a crowd, yeah, <laughs> we have one. Uh, let's just get on to them final results. Obviously, uh, Laxon and a guy we've had on the podcast, a bit disappointed yeah. from him. But Felix, when he's on, mate, he's on. Yeah, and Felix I mean, looks really good. Another Canadian playing yep. some good tennis. Definitely. Uh, didn't see that going any other way. Apologies to Laxnam, but Felix sort of on the next level when he's on. And this one I thought could be a potential banana skin yeah. for uh, Batista Agut. But luckily, my guy squeezed through there. Like, Jill Simon, he's one of those little slippery customers, isn't he? Mate, the I French... didn't see how it ended, but I thought Simon was up. I think he was serving for the set. I thought uh, he was what? serving for the second set. Let me have a quick check. He was, yeah, he was. Yeah. No, he looked like yeah. he did. He have set points as well. He did two set points. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I thought Jules Simon had that second set wrapped off. I wrapped up. I didn't. I turned it off after that. Um, no, I thought we'd have a third set. I'm surprised there. Looking, I thought it was a glitch, mate. That it went to two sets. I don't know what he's done there, but Batista it's typical. It's typical Gill, isn't it? I know, but Batista are good. That's particular, uh, typical him as well, isn't it? Yeah. Just never gives up and that consistency and just keep plugging away, keep on grinding you down. And uh, Simon, well, I think it's still a good result against Batista are good, to be honest. But yeah, he, he should have really, it? should have squeezed a third. But yeah, that's what we've got uh, for the results from Cologne. And then the last one on this last tab was obviously Sardinia which we've got some very interesting people in this one. I'll try and squeeze that up so you don't see the other results again. We had uh, the big, the, well, this crazy result. What's this? I thought Rude was going to win this one. And Yannick Hanfman has absolutely battered Casper uh, <laughs> Rude. Six, two, Wait, I think six, it was Rude my tip for the tournament. I think I'll have to go might, back. I forget. I think it I think might it, have it been. It probably was. Um, yeah, shocked, mate. Sure. I'm, not even seeing, I'm not seeing any of it, I must admit. I'm not seeing anything. So it's difficult for me to comment on it. Just commenting on the score now. Yeah. yeah it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Hampton, we know how well he can play. And he is a really serious player. Obviously, I think he's won an event recently um, at the beginning of the year. He was a challenger, wasn't it? Yeah, he won something recently. Um, so, yeah, we know he's played a lot of tennis, but so does Casper Rude. And I thought Rude would be able to handle him. I'm a bit surprised in that fashion, six two six one. Whether yeah. something's up with him, I'll have to find out. I can't really comment too much on it aside from that. Yeah, I think my one, I, I think my pick went out of the tournament as well. I think I had uh, Dusan Lejovic, didn't I? He went out last round uh, and so did Kasper Rude. So we didn't do too well on this one. But look how promising it is for the youngster, Lorenzo Massetti. And he is cruised through again and uh, what an incredible result i mean it's pellegrino he's not like a world beater but this is just strength to strength from lorenzo massetti and you see who he's going to be playing or in the next round i'll just pull it up on my screen yannick hanfman so those two are playing each other and that's a real tough test for uh massetti to be honest when's that one on I believe that'll be tomorrow no, that'll be good, mate. Hopefully, I can watch that because I think that's going to be really exciting. I love watching Massetti. Obviously, he's like him and Alcaraz are like my go-to players to yeah, watch right now. No, love them, love them both. And, uh, that's the future, and uh, I love seeing. It's just crazy to see the bookmakers making Alcaraz and Massetti such low odds as well, and all their matches. I think 
Massetti was 1.25 today. We had Alcaraz the other day was playing Ram and Nathan or something. It was 1.08. I was like, what the hell? This guy, he's even like above him. Mate, today he was 1.61 playing against, um, what's his name? Galon Rivero, Riveros, which is a yeah. crazy player. But we'll get on to that in a minute. I don't want to jump exactly. the gun. But uh, well. Massetti again, the Pellegrini result. Yeah. I just think that's a, a remarkable one. For me, I don't know. Do you know what the draw is now for that? I can get it up on my phone. Yeah, yeah, I just had it up, and we've got uh, those. This, so we're into the quarterfinals. Yeah, we've got Laszlo Ger versus uh, Yuri Vesely, which is down oh. the bottom. I don't know if I can share this one as well. That might be easier than everyone can have a look. Uh, yeah, just share this one. Uh, yeah, so we've got Laszlo Ger versus Yuri Vesely. Vesely went through oh, against who's he go? Sonego. That's a really impressive result. I didn't expect that. I thought Sonego was going to win that. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, another guy, friend of the podcast, who's repping it at, ripping it at the top, was a lucky loser. Danilo Petrovic took out Kobayas Bainer. Don't forget the guy who knocked out Denis Shapovalov in the French Open. He's just beat him two sets to love and in impressive fashion as well. It was, I believe, 6-1, 6-4. Yeah. And uh, he, I dropped him a message uh, last night, or no, actually it was this afternoon, and he dropped a message back saying, thanks, guys, and uh, yeah, wishing him luck against Del Bonis in the next round. That's going to be a real tough match. But I think if Petrovic knocks him out, he stands a really good chance. Mate, I want him to win. I, I love yeah. Petrovic. He's, he's Pet- such a character, isn't he? If Mate. you've not seen the podcast of Petrovic, check it out. Um, he called us from uh, his massage chair. It was quite unique. <laughs> yeah. um, but he's a really nice guy. He was talking about some of the times. He's good friends with Djokovic as well, plays with him quite a bit in training. Um, yeah. And he's a really top player as well. And funny enough, his record, head-to-head record against Cabeas Ben, as he's beat him every time he's played him. So uh, maybe should have seen that one coming. Maybe. Maybe just one of those he beat him as fans. well recently, maybe in 2019. Quite comfortably as well, so wow. which has a good chance. Obviously, you've got Chechenato down there. It could be a bit of a dark horse. And against uh, this is the other match that was on today that I wanted to talk about. We had uh, Corentin Mutet, which was playing against Albert Ramos, and we know Ramos is a great clay court player. Granted, and he's a very good player, and he has been playing well in this tournament as well. He did uh, knock out. Uh, no, sorry, apologies. He played well in his last tournament, but Moutet knocked out TFO, which was right. I want to bring that up as well. JG predicted the winner of the tournament between, uh, what was it, Salvatore Caruso and TFO. They said the winner of the last tournament would go out in the first round here. There you go. There's your proof. Thanks, guaranteed. JG. It was 100% guaranteed. I knew it was happening. It always does. So, uh... It always does. And there you go. But Moutet, he got bageled by Ramos in this first set. And then I don't know what he was doing in this second set, but he was getting frustrated that just Ramos was playing well. It wasn't even the fact that it was anything else other than the fact that he was maybe one, he was claiming line calls. It hit the line. He's been making too much music, mate. That's his problem. It hit the line. That's the thing. He kept on hitting the lines, Ramos. And Moutet said, the line, on the line again, always on the effing line, on the line. Like, was like going like and swearing and just going, like having a go at him hitting the lines. I was like, are you joking? And then he went and sat down and then he was like, uh, violation, <laughs> abusive language. He was angry just, that uh, Ramos was playing well. Yeah, just angry at him playing well. He wasn't even angry. So he was clapping some of his shots and just swearing at, for no reason. I was like, oh, I can't believe what I'm seeing here. Moutet having a breakdown just because the other guy's playing well. 12 yeah. Trouble 21 wants to know, when's the uh, diss song coming, the diss track? Yeah. <laughs> diss He's got to bring out a Ramos diss track, surely. But, oh, I think he should. He's always hitting the lines. <laughs> Maybe there'll be some uh, innuendos in there. <laughs> you never know. But yeah, exciting tournament. Ramos Chetinato. That now looks like a really exciting match, actually. Because Chetinato, yeah. we know he's been playing super well. He knocked out Tommy Paul in straight sets. 
And yeah, I bet either of those two probably fancy themselves for this tournament, to be honest. Well, there's a lot of good players been knocked out already. I'm still going to go with uh, Petrovic. Come uh, on, on really want to see him do it, mate. Um, but yeah, it's mate. quite an open field, I believe. Oh, mate, I would love it. I would love it if Petrovic would win that. That would, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just he's such a nice guy. Massetti, I'd like to see. A, I don't know if they can play in the final, but a Massetti Petrovic final would be pretty epic. Let me just have a quick look. So I just want to have a quick uh, check to see if they where they would meet. I think they would. Yeah, they would meet in the final if that's the only place they could meet. That would be the ultimate final for it's us. It's a shame we couldn't do a live watch long because if we was, if you was in the country, mate, you would definitely have a live watch long for that. Mate, that, that's that's the dream. I but wouldn't know what flag I, to have in my background, though. I wouldn't I, keep, oh, be mate. very torn. I think I'd have to go for Italy, for sure. Yeah, I'd have to be repping Danilo, mate. I'd have to be repping him. Yeah, we've got a lot of love for him because he's actually just such a nice guy and uh, very, very funny, funny guy as well. So I always like to chat to people who are a good laugh on the uh, podcast too. So uh, should we have a quick look? Because I know that there was obviously uh, Alcaraz Garcia, wasn't it? That was another yeah, so there's another there. a challenger tournament in this one, isn't it? So we might as well talk about the last challenger and then yeah, I think I just, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, for sure. I just want to bring that up because obviously we can't go a podcast without talking about Alcaraz Garcia. Mate, it's always Massetti and Alcaraz now. That's just the running theme. Maybe we should have a little segment just for them to. Well, I think this pretty much is turning into the podcast, isn't it? So, But that's the, what people been commenting that they love us just uh, speaking about these upcoming talents and we'll continue to do it because we've been talking about it for the past year anyway, just amongst me and you anyway. Yeah. So, Before we talk yeah. about Alcaraz, let's start for that first match though because Fikovic, oh. mate, is a beast. Oh, <laughs> he is an absolute beast. beast. We love him and he's a really good clay court player. He just can so up these results. For me, he's like in the same category as like a Sabre Wild. Yeah. Um, Verilas, before he got injured, when he was actually really good, now he's a bit shaky. Yeah. Um, who else is there who's one of them, like, really elite? Villela Martinez, mate. Yeah. Guy. He's another one. Taberna, yeah. Carlos Taberna. Taberna as well, yeah. These guys, obviously Correa, but he sort of made the jump now. He's not messing around mm. in the challengers. Uh, Correa was the, was another one of these same guys and the challengers killing it, and now he's sort of made the big jump, and he's uh, too big time, but... I don't know. You'd expect maybe a Fikovic or something to do the same uh, transition. Obviously, you've had Montero, another really good player. Yeah, Montero. A lot of these South American players, they Mega really are as well. yeah, in- impressive. But Fikovic, yet again, really good. And Bagel Barrios is a good K-Court player as well. So, one to Indeed. watch. I don't think Alcaraz will want to, will want to play Fikovic in the next round. Mm, no, I don't think anyone will want to play Fikovic in that form. Just looked, uh, he looks so good to be honest against Barrios. And Fick, I, I just need to bring up the draw just to see who's exactly he's going to be yeah. playing. Just bear with me one second. Just, uh, but yeah, move on to Alcaraz though in that match because don't forget who he's playing here Galan Riveros. And what an amazing French Open Galan Riveros had and just got knocked out by Novak Djokovic, was the only person that could stop him. Well, obviously he beat uh, Norrie, didn't he? I think he was two sets down against Norrie and he'd come back and won. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. So, yeah, he's a real serious player. Who did he win? He beat Tennis Sangren, I believe, in the next round, free love. Straight, straight sets, yeah. Yeah, so Gallon Riveros is a real player. Um, you'd expect it to be relatively level, the fact that he's 24, Gallon Riveros. Uh, you could argue probably in his peak right now. I think Alcross has yet to hit his peak. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Well, I'm not. I don't think. I'm pretty sure he, he hasn't. Hit <laughs> yeah, he'd hope. He's literally seventy. Uh, but yeah, like it's just an incredible win yet again. Like I thought it was going to be super close before the match. I thought maybe it could be a step too far. Um, Same. I did think I expected three sets. I think it was. Really, it happened three sets. But after that first set, Alcaraz winning six one. I thought it was going to be another Massetti repeat. I thought we was going to see a, <laughs> another six one in the second set, and then that'll be it. I know, um, but yeah, fair play into the hat next round. I know. I just let's uh, just show you the draw quickly. I've just pulled that up so that you can uh, have a quick look at it. Uh, it it's looking very exciting in the next round as well, because as you can see, I don't know if you can. Yeah, see I've just here. seen who he's got as well. Alcaraz <laughs> versus Fikovic, which yeah. is, ooh, that's a that's a good one. But even though we're just like 
talking up Fikovic. That's no easy match, is it? Alcaraz. I think it's still a bit of a 50-50, though. Well, you look at if uh, this is just will show how much the bookies love Alcaraz. The, the bookies, Bet365, have got him at 1.4 and they've got Fikovic at 2.75, which is just <sighs> it's just insane. Obviously, madness, isn't it? But yeah. they, t- they don't give anybody else now, I don't know, any chance against Alcaraz. And he's still beatable. He's not like a world beater yet. Obviously, and, there's uh, got the, the main seed still in it. The first seed, Pedro Martinez. He's one to watch. He's going to be playing against Machak. Yeah. Um, really good young player. And then, obviously, Zapata Morales is still there as well. We know how good he can be. He's won oh, a tournament yeah. of late. For he can sure. play on hard court, clay court. He can play on anything. Um, and he is someone who's a bit of a threat. He's got Vukic. And then, obviously, yeah. Ale- uh, Alcaraz Fikovic. And then Diaz Mario Viela. Yeah, yeah. The Stevie Diaz, he's playing pretty well as well. Another Canadian guy, isn't he? He's yeah. playing pretty well at the moment. But yeah, Pedro Martinez surely got to be the favourite for this uh, one. Obviously, he's seeded one in this challenger event. But it's Mate, a pattern. I, I think Alcaraz, surely you've got to consider him as maybe a favourite. Just won the Barcelona, didn't he? But because he's so young, he's not the type of person to go out straight away in the next one. Mate, he could easily do Barcelona and Alicante back to back. Oh, so. for sure. He's got the youth on his side. But I was just, just looking... that, his home country as well. But there's a few. Yeah. There's obviously Pedro Martinez is Spanish as well. I think yeah. Biela is Spanish as well. A few Spaniards. But don't forget, there. he's played Pedro Martinez and beaten Pedro Martinez before. And that was last year when he was even less experienced. So th- this this is how good Alcaraz is. And when he, he only played Fikovic la- at the beginning of September and he beat Fikovic in a three-setter. So... That's probably why the book is favouring, but still very close. They're very yeah, yeah. closely matched. Yeah, 12, so. 12 21 says the book is a clearly Alcaraz fanboys. I agree. They love him. <laughs> yeah, that's they it. They absolutely love him. They love him more than we do. Yeah. Um, as soon as they got wind of him, didn't they? They just literally, all the odds just went tumbling down. And then uh, all of those fours and five to ones suddenly became not even evens, under, under evens. So, uh, yeah, good luck to Alcaraz. Good luck to Massetti. Good luck to Petrovic. We want to see all of these uh, promising young people well, get into the finals of these events. Yeah, and the last thing I actually want to talk about, Ben, I don't know if you've got anything else planned for the podcast before I go on to it. We've got to talk about it. Is it what you're going you to know, talk about? Yeah, yeah, you know exactly what it's going to yeah, be. And that on. is, I just want to know if you've seen him, maybe at the airport or around <laughs> Bulgaria. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Sam Query anywhere? Where is Sam Query? That's what the Russian authorities... Where's Wally? Where's Sam? Yeah, that's what people in Russia keep on asking. Where is Sam Query? Apparently, he uh, disappeared after getting a positive coronavirus uh, test and on a private jet or something. This is what I'm reading. Yeah, he's got a sponsorship deal or something. With like, He used to have a sponsorship deal back in like 2018 with this jet company and... um, Managed to whisk his family off. His eight-year-old, excuse me, sorry, his eight-year-old child as well. They all just got whisked off, and they just—I don't know—they just left Russia. Wow! <laughs> the doctor come up to the room just to test them and like to see how they are, whatever. Maybe give them some treatment. I'm not so sure. And they just flee the room and just run off, and no one knows what's going to happen. And the ATP have released a statement. It was so long, mate. I didn't read it all. I just couldn't be bothered. But uh, <laughs> what other people were saying off the statement was um, there's going to be serious repercussions for him now. Obviously, oh, he's penciled sure. in to be playing a lot of other ATP tournaments in the coming weeks and months. Whether he's going to be allowed to play them or not, whether he's going to have points deducted, uh, there's going to have to be some uh, kind of lesson dealt to him because you can't behave like that, especially someone who's quite experienced as well. You'd expect it maybe from a younger player on tour, but Sam Query, I think it's a bit... Um, what's the word? Ignorant, maybe. I don't know. Possibly. I just uh, what do you reckon came over him? Uh, well, the, best, the thing is, it's difficult to comment too much because we don't know yeah. the exact circumstances. Like something maybe happened with his family, or. But I still think the in the nature of the way it's done, it seems to be very much under wraps. He's not come out with a statement, or he's not tweeted anything, or or even gave any inclination of what's going on. He's just run away. He's just done like a. Reverse. And that's not fair, surely, mate. The pilot, it, you can't tell me he's not going to come in contact with nobody else. 
It is kind yeah. of selfish. If someone else gets coronavirus and potentially dies from it, in theory, it's his fault. I don't want to be it's too harsh, but that's the way yeah. it is. Like, you need to be responsible. Uh, if you, if you well, test positive, you should just... Mate, the, the, you know the hotel he's staying at? I saw pictures online. It's a five-star mm. hotel. It's not a bad hotel, mate. It looks like a palace. He escaped. Maybe there was some other, something else going on with the Russian government. Maybe he didn't have food. Maybe he was doing a... <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe he was doing a uh, reverse Snowden. Like Edward Snowden's now somewhere hidden in Russia, kind of hiding from the United States. So Sam Query's reverse Snowdened it and moved from Russia back to the States. Or maybe he just wanted to get back in time to vote in the US election. I don't uh, know. Maybe he's a big Trump supporter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're just all spec- speculating. Hopefully he's all right. We don't wish bad on anyone. And hopefully he's not transmitted the virus to too many people. Uh, regardless, it's irresponsible of him. And uh, hopefully they find him soon. Yeah, where are you, Sam? The, the wanted posters are up. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I think we'll wrap it up there. Obviously, we'll uh, do another podcast when Ben gets a, a minute, uh, just going through all the recent results. Hopefully, we'll be able to do one, a live watch along when Ben returns. I don't think it'll be for any of these tournaments, but for the upcoming ones, for sure. Indeed. Yeah, and... Um, Thank you guys for joining us tonight. And uh, if you've not already, like the video. Thanks for so many subscribers as well. We've reached over 2,000 now, which is uh, huge. Um, Cheers, guys. Just keep sharing us. Make sure you check us on um, what's it, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of that stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah we'll see you next week. Peace. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.